How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rocking Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine, music, and food, and how they all go so well together. And we will be doing that this week. You can find new episodes every Tuesday. Find them wherever your favorite, your podcast provider of choice, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, all over the place, uh, on social media, at Rock and Vino. You can like and subscribe. Uh, and uh, yeah, rate, review it if you like it. If you like a few episodes, and uh, subscribe <laughs> to it. We are like everywhere. It. Exactly. R-O, and then it's R O C K N V I N O. Now we had a weekend full <laughs> of the the bringing together of wine and music uh, in Sonoma Valley uh, at the historic B R Cone Winery for the uh, Sonoma Harvest Music Festival, the second annual. Another just quite a weekend, quite two weekends out there uh, in Glen Ellen. Yeah, it was the first year. I mean, that they did it. Well, it's the second year, and the second and the second year they doubled it up to two weekends. Last year they only had one weekend, so it was nice to see how that all kind of played out. Yeah, they've really kind of dialed it in in uh, mixing the music festival experience, sort of all the individual elements you'd find at a music festival, but like ten percent versions of them. So it's not it's not quite that crush of a crowd. It's you know the not super long lines. Uh, just a really relaxed environment uh, and a way to catch some music in the afternoon. Yeah, it's a super chill crowd. And I love the time frame for this festival. It doesn't end too late. Like it ends at six o'clock, which in my book, I'm all down for that. So, <laughs> you know, it's just it's a nice day of music with a beautiful backdrop of these wonderful vineyards of Beer Cone Winery and listening to some fantastic music, drinking some great wine, eating some fantastic food. Like it's really like, I mean, if you like to have a good time, that, that's where you, that's where you need to be. Shout out to the chicken sandwiches from Cluck You. Uh, oh man, those were delicious. good. And I, I had the <laughs> the salad, but the salad was just as fantastic. That, that did look good. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, some <laughs> uh, some of my favorite bands from the weekend. Love Churches uh, played Saturday night of the uh, the second weekend. Just a really fun, just energetic, really cool set. Uh, of all people, enjoyed CeeLo Green. I. Didn't, oh, well, how could you not? I, I mean, CeeLo is amazing. I was uninitiated. I'm very embarrassed with myself. It was just oh, a man. really, Cee-Lo, really fun Cee-Lo's, set. You can't beat that guy. He's great. Yeah, it was like almost like half a cover band and half his own, but like the best cover band you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then uh, I like Cold War Kids on the the, uh, the last day of the fest. Just a real like soulful, uh, uh, fun vibe with them. Yeah, they were great. Um, so the last day, what, it was Cold War Kids, Silver Sun Pickups. Um, oh, my gosh. Hold on. Why am I drawing a blank? Blanking already? What? <laughs> I know. Well, uh, I had too much fun, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mondo Cosmo and Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, isn't there, wasn't there another one? Uh, Hot Flash Heat Wave also. Oh, I missed them. Unfortunately, yes. but um, yeah, Mondo Cosmo was the first one that I saw and they were great. They had a really great vibe. People were super into it. Cold War Kids were phenomenal. Um, Silver Sun Pickups. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was such a good vibe. Just music that you want to like, you know, kind of sit there with your friends or stand and drink wine and just have a good time, too. Absolutely. And uh, worth mentioning the uh, closing on a tense moment. <laughs> oh, oh man! Uh, 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 some unusual excitement to close it out in uh, in Death Cab set. If uh, you, you may have uh, may have seen it online, it was uh, frontman Ben Gibbard during one of the songs. I guess uh, 
has collided with his guitarist, I guess would be the best way to put it. And uh, it led to a few tense moments, but uh, but the band finished out uh, finished out strong and and got the yeah, set. Yeah, they done. did. They did. It was it was a bit. <laughs> It was a bit awkward for a moment there, but he, he eventually pulled it together and uh, was able to address the crowd and thank them for coming and then ended the set. But, you know, they were really good. I mean, I've never seen them live before. This was my first time checking them out. And um, I was hanging out with a friend who loves them and have seen them many times. And so it was nice to be able to kind of check them out and see what they're all about. And I mean, I would I would definitely go see them again. Absolutely. But I would tell the guitarists, maybe stay on your side of the stage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Quit taking out your band members. So uh, <laughs> Don't upset the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> going from one amazing event pairing wine and music to another pairing wine and music. Uh, this week we To the pioneer. Yeah, exactly. But one of kind the of. the original uh, wine and music culture events uh, is live in the vineyard. Happens every year in Napa Valley. Uh, Eleven years ago, it started uh, very you know humble, early beginnings, just a single event, but it's blown up to be so big. And uh, the founder of that, uh, Bobby Jacobs, is joining us this week. That's right. Joining us on the line now, on as we do on this show, we mix uh, wine, wine and music, and how they go together. And we are bringing in one of the people who was on the forefront of bringing wine and music together. She is Bobby Jacobs. She is founder of something called Live in the Vineyard, and it's something you're going to want to know all about. Uh, Bobby, thanks for taking the time to call in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, let, let's go way back to the humble beginnings of Live in the Vineyard and sort of <laughs> set up for everyone kind of what we're talking about here. I mean, it's developed into such a huge event now with, with you know, uh, all the different wineries being involved. But um, way back when, sort of describe a little bit of, um, you know, the inspiration for starting Live in the Vineyard and sort of what it started as and take us through what it is today. Um, well, thank you. So Live in the Vineyard was, you know, created um, 11 years ago um, as basically it was created as a promotion um, that was uh, basically helping artists market their projects um, that are being released, um, you know, at that time. And we there was not a name for the company. It was just a promotion on the radio that was a regional type of promotion. And it was like a girlfriend getaway to Napa. And it was just really exciting because, you know, Napa at that time um, was definitely not what it is today with music. And when it was, you know, when it was started, it was the only pop, you know, current pop music that was coming into the Valley. And so it was just really exciting because there was the appetite for that, um, as well as, you know, the, the, the backdrop is just so beautiful. And so we started off with you know, one winery um, at the time, which was Minor Family Vineyards, and now it has grown to basically over a couple hundred winery partners um, over the last 11 years. And we've had over 500 artists as well. That's amazing. So the main event uh, is, uh, I believe it's two nights at the Uptown Theater uh, with a number of yes. just huge artists performing acoustic sets, uh, but it's it's not just that. There's there's uh, other things going on during the course of the week. So what what's uh, what's all involved with the live in the vineyard experience? Um, so basically, when it, we really try to give everyone um, you know who comes who attends you know a really good um, sense of Napa Valley and not just one winery. It's we try to give everybody a sampling of music, a sampling of um, you know wineries, a sampling of chefs and restaurants, and we also try to give people some free time to actually go explore on their own. And so it's really awesome because we we try not to repeat 
And we really try to always mix up the tracks and the schedule. And so everybody can always get like a different experience every time they come. So if the, um, and so we have our winners that come in from all around the United States and it is a private event. But what's really interesting is that a lot of people always say, well, how can I not be a part? You know, I, I didn't win. How can I be a part of it? <laughs> um, you know, as far, you know, because we're really, it, it is private, but what's really important to note is we come into Napa Valley um, for three, you know, three different times a year. And, um, and so we come in for Live in the Vineyard, which is in November, and we really, um, really dig into the community and offer, um, you know, tickets to the winery partners, to our partners in Napa, and um, we do, you know, on-air and not on our on on our um, social um, you know giveaways, and we really try to we tie in the local uh, radio stations around the Bay Area, and so we really give people an opportunity to you know to win or be a part of it in different ways, um, and so we built that over time. You know, before it was really really small, and so it's grown into two nights at the Uptown, and um, and really building because you know we, all the winers that participate, we give them tickets, and so we really try to spread the you know the the luxury you know of the ticket you know into the community and um and really try to expand that base and then um yachtville live you know our our you know public ticketed festival was created based on live in the vineyard wanting to then bring something ticketed you know into napa valley and so bobby what was the whole um kind of concept with making this a win your way in or kind of only event where you could not purchase tickets what was the idea behind that um, the idea behind it was was basically, you know, control, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, who will want to do this, you know, who will who will be um, our audience. You know, it was a it was just a concept when it was created, and so we were really trying to create something that we would want to win, and um, mm-hmm. and then really figuring out um, based on you know as far as talent, you know, being you know very expensive at you know, at times, you know, really figuring out how can we partner with um, artists that are releasing current music? How can we, um, you know, do a national scope promotion that it sounds really amazing on the radio? Um, how can we help really honestly, um, the, the gist of what we do is like, it's almost like there's 10 kingdoms in my world and it's not mm-hmm. just the winner. It's not just the winery. It's not just the artist. It's the managers. It's the labels. It's the artists. It's the winery. It's the local community. It's the charity. It's, you know, it's, it's the winners. It's the radio programmers. It's the music supervisors. It's really all of the people that come in. It's our sponsors. You know, it's, it's everyone that comes in to live in the vineyard. We need them to leave, you know, even more excited than they were before. And it's not just about the biggest artists or the biggest winery names or the biggest sponsors. It's about the discovery of the next artist to break. And really, it's about the next to come. It's not about it's, it's about really honestly setting everybody up for success for the future. Yeah, I was going to say that the, the, some of the guys, past lineups have, uh, yeah. have featured a good mix of you know, top headliners, but as you say, some some up and coming names that uh, that you'll hear on the radio, you know, in the in the coming weeks and months, and, and names to look out for. Well, and yes, you guys and, and also, I remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, no. I was going to say just about curation. Everything about Live in the Vineyard is curated. And so it's really, truly a representation of um, of the big, you know, of the big stable, you know, the big flagship, you know, artists, you know, like, um, like Mary Morris, Kelsey Ballerini, Fort King and Country, Adam Lambert. Those are the big, you know, mm-hmm. the big artists um, as far as people, you know, the name recognition. But then there's Natasha Bedingfield, Avril Lavigne, um, Delta Ray, you know, as far as Maddie and Tay. You know, there's really a, multi, you know, a, a, a whole breadth of artists that are, you know, there's all different, you know, sizes and places in their career. And, um, and we really, I curate it based on the releases of music. And so if... I chase, like a lot of times, I chase the artists that I feel that might not have the biggest name or might not even be well-known, but I listen to the music. I really talk to a lot of tastemakers in the music business and really um, help lay it out like a roadmap and really pair the right music and the right winery with the right, you know, with the right audience. And so, but when you guys first kind of started with this concept, um, wasn't it primarily at the Silverado Resort in Napa? Yes, it was. That was the only person that I knew in Napa was, I knew two people and basically they were friends. So that's how, that's how I got to, uh, I got to the Silverado Resort, but it started off at the Silverado Resort and uh, what an amazing, amazing property. It's even more beautiful than it was then. And they're now hosting the Safeway Open, and they're really just amazing people that we are um, still trying to figure out ways to bring, you know, to bring things back to the Silverado, um, based on how beautiful that property is and how great the people are that work there. Nice. Yeah, I remember I was lucky enough to attend one of your, like one of your first live in the vineyards there with Aaron McCarley and I think Sarah McLaughlin, like way back in the day, and it was just you guys did a phenomenal job, and just the whole experience was just amazing, and it's so phenomenal to see how your vision has grown to now include all of these wineries all over Napa County. And how do you, how do you reach out to the wineries? How do you figure out which wineries that you want to participate in this event? Um, we really, I mean, it's, it's honestly, um, well, someday I hope to drive down Silverado trail and go, yay, I want to work with them. them, them. <laughs> I, I, there's so many wineries and, and really it's about what, what is good for, you know, the marketing of the winery, um, what the price point is, you know, what the backdrop is, you know, can they host you know, can they, oh, you know, everyone has their, their, their special permits. So it's about really honestly figuring out what wineries, um, you know, are, can partner and what, you know, if somebody has a very, very, very expensive, you know, bottle of wine, I really, you know, I have to make sure that I have the audience that would really want to appreciate that. And so I really have to be very, you know, curation back to curation. I really have to make sure I always pair the right people together. Um, and even if, for example, a winery might not be able to get involved based on, you know, price point or whatever it may be, you know, whatever the, you know, the hurdle is, we always try to find a way to circle back with those people and bring them involved, you know, bring them into other things that we do throughout the course of a year in Napa. So it could be if the events aren't taking place, but I know I have a really big group of uh, VIPs that want to come in. Um, I always try to figure out a way to kind of circle back with those wineries and bring them, you know, bring them the right audience. Awesome. So obviously we talked about uh, the uptown portion uh, of the event. 
Uh, but yeah. some of the kind of other events, I mean, there's such amazing properties in Napa Valley that you know, mm-hmm. bringing the setting of acoustic music, or mixing acoustic, acoustic music with the setting of these amazing properties. Uh, do you, are there any wineries that are sort of your favorites that uh, are, are interesting places, interesting oh or goodness. unique places to mix the wine and music? There's so many, um, and there's so many that we haven't even scratched the surface with. Um, what's really fantastic is the wineries, there's always the next to come. You know, there's always the, oh, I love... Camus, you know, I love, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the names, you know, I love Camus and I love Ragusi and I love, um, you know, Whetstone or, um, there's just, uh, uh, there's 1111, um, there's Italics, you know, there's Barniente, Mandat, Robert Mandavi Winery. Um, there's all these names that people might know. Um, and then there's the, like these diamonds in the rough that, um, people might not, um, have heard of before because there might be a smaller production like Amazetta. Um, they're one of the, the diamonds in the rough of, of Napa Valley. Um, there's Bialy, um, that's just fantastic. Um, you know, there is, um, there's just so, a round pond I just uh, love. And it's just, it's just really interesting because there's just so many to choose from that we really try to be, you know, we try to just keep building and building, you know, the whole, like Hall Winery, you know, we've been working with them and they're a bigger brand. Um, but they're just like, they're, they're amazing and they have two different locations in Napa Valley. You know, they have the, the, the more, they have the Rutherford location and like the St. Helena location. So, I mean, it's really honest. Honestly, um, just trying to always evolve and never feel like you, you know, like trying, even though we do repeat on a certain level, you know, trying to really give people always a new breath of, you know, of new wineries and or new relationships that are, you know, coming in as far as coming into Napa Valley. Because Napa Valley, you know, is just this, it's, it's one of the most beautiful you know, places in the world. And, uh, you know, and so how do you talk, how do you talk about Napa Valley as a whole in only four days? And so I'm glad <laughs> I'm blessed to do this 11 years and like 21 events, this is our 21st event uh, coming up. So it's really exciting that I, we can continue to breathe that, you know, that breath, you know, into showing people how, how amazing Napa is and, um, and to opening up new doors and new relationships always. And then with the artists that you've brought to Napa Valley, I mean, I'm assuming some of them probably are wine knowledgeable and kind of love wine, but is there some sort of experience that you also offer to the artists that come that maybe will kind of elevate them coming to to one yeah. country as well? Well, interesting you said that. There's um, artists that it, it, what we've done is we've really extended this um, when, you know, a lot of my artists come in, we, the people that now that we're a little bit more well-known, uh, now the artists, they used to come in and say, Oh, we didn't realize it was so awesome because <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's acoustic and you're sipping wine and have this beautiful backdrop of the grapes in the, in the vines in the background. And then they're like, then, you know, now they're like, we're staying for the weekend. <laughs> so, nice. And then, and where can you have us go for dinner? And what wineries can we do tastings? And, and so, and so we literally have a whole, um, you know, a whole group of artists that now want to come in and enjoy Napa, um, you know, not just for, you know, during live in the venue, but they want to come back. And then when they do come back, they want us to be their concierge, which is pretty exciting because there's just Very so cool. many you know, beautiful places to, you know, to offer. Yeah, I was going to ask, so, sort of jumping off on that, I mean, when, when the event was first starting out, I mean, I'm sure you have a list of artists 
the pages long that want to be involved now. Uh, was there some amount of okay, hear us out on this? We have this amazing idea. It's <laughs> it just trust us. It'll be amazing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like in the beginning, you know, we like not Nathan since it was the, did the first event. Um, he's now come back um, a few times, and I work you know really closely with his management team um, on his music. And then I have you, know, Jason Raz has come back a few times, and he. Um, you know, he's really into sustainability and farming and, um, and avocado, he's an avocado, you know, farm mm-hmm. in San Diego. And he's really into, you know, as far as like all of those, you know, or that whole presentation of Farm to Table. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Zach Brown did one of our first events. And he um, called me the wine fairy, and so <laughs> nice. every time I see, every time I, because every time I would see him on tour, way, this is way back before he was like selling out stadiums like he is now, and so he would, you know, it was just hysterical because you know we, we whenever we see each other, he looks at me and he's like, I remember, I'm like, I know I'm the wine fairy. He starts smiling. You know, it's just really funny. <laughs> and like Kobe, you know, Kobe Calais loves wine. Um, you know, as far as a lot of the, you know, the artists that are, you know, Kelsey, Kelsey and Marin and, you know, and then there's little big town. They have their own wine, but they love, you know, coming to Napa. And so there's just so many artists that now it's, it's not just about let's drink wine. It's about the whole presentation of, of, of the platform of this really sexy location, you know, like Napa Valley is so magnificent. And then it's about the hospitality that the wineries open to, you know, to not just artists, but everyone that comes to Napa. And then on top of it, then you throw in the amazing chefs and the presentation, you know, that they roll out and then, you know, magic happens, you know, uh, just, it's so, it's, it's easy, you know, to, it's yeah. easy to carry something in something in, in a place like Napa Valley. That's amazing. And now I have to ask, so Napa's obviously amazing. It is wine country. It's what brought wine country to this region. Now, would you ever expand to the Sonoma County side? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of people in Sonoma that have been having conversations with us um, that really would like us to have more serious conversations. And so we're always, we're absolutely open to the discussion. Awesome. So we've talked about we've talked about the event in in kind of general terms, but you just announced the lineup for this year's Live in the Vineyard, and as we said, it's a just the, the classic mix of some of the the big biggest names in music and some up and comers. So what what do people have to look forward to with this year's event? Wow, what do they have to look forward to? Hmm. There's um like well Adam Lambert is gonna blow people's minds and oh yeah. He's actually he's actually opening on Saturday night. Um mm. which is exciting. We're gonna we always like to throw twists and turns. Um as far as the the lineup, it's really interesting. The lineup on Friday night and Saturday night is very um it's very different in the sense of, you know, just for having Adam open it up. And, um, but I, what I really love is the fact that with, you know, there's a lot of this conversation in the business about the lack of females. Um, and I have no lack of females. I have so many female artists and every one of them is so phenomenal. I actually, if you lay out every single artist that's that's going to be on main stage at the Uptown, every single artist except for Adam Lambert is a female or a female lead with a male group. And so um, my opening artist on Friday is Caitlin 
Smith, who's just phenomenal. Um, and then I have DeLacy, who is a female. And then I have, um, I have then, you know, Marin Morris. And then I have Nicole Galleon, a famous songwriter in Nashville, who is now going to be um, performing on main stage and also being involved with emceeing the evening. Um, I have Ava Levine. I have Natasha Bedingfield. I have Kelsey Ballerini. I have Walk Off the Earth, female lead, Delta Ray, females. Um, and then, uh, then Adam Lambert. And it's like, and Adam, and Adam Lambert is, you know, was, you know, as you know, the front runner of Queen, um, a little band called Queen. And now he's releasing <laughs> new music and that's just phenomenal. And so mm-hmm. I'm just so excited about um, all of the artists that will be performing. And I think that they all are very, um, they all have their place. You know, they all have this amazing presentation of how they, you know, of presenting their music, but also the engaging with the crowd and, um, and, and they all have current music that's, that's on the radio or being released to the radio as we speak and the platform of music, not just the radio, but across the spectrum. Excellent. So if uh, people are listening to this and they, and who wouldn't want to go, but if they decide this is, this is an event that they want to go to, where would you direct them? What, what things should they be looking for? Should they be checking social media? Should they be listening to their local radio station? What, what's the best way for people to try to win tickets to an event like this? I would say to go to Live in the Vineyard as far as um, socials. Um, because we are constantly releasing other ways to win. Um, I would also say definitely check your local radio stations for sure, um, because we have, you know, we're, we're represented across the Bay Area, um, as well as, um, as well as Sacramento, um, you know, radio stations. And we always have twists and turns and surprises, um, as far as, you know, even up until the event, we are, um, discussing some internal ways to market to the locals and to people within the, um, Napa Valley area and within, you know, an X number of mile radius. So, um, prior to the event. And so really figuring out how many tickets that we're going to have to, you know, be able to offer to the public as far as, but we haven't figured that out yet. So stay tuned on our social for sure. (laughs) Excellent. Well, the event comes up this October, October 31st through November 3rd. It's live in the vineyard. It's in Napa Valley. It's, It's all over Napa Valley. And the founder of the event, Bobby Jacobs, thank you so much for taking the time and, and talking with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you so much. All right, take care.